We got a cappuccino with a double pump for Mr. Byron Cousin. Please come get your coffee. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm in the middle of something. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. Sorry for that interruption, folks. It's your main man, Byron Cousin, local senior at UNC Charlotte. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I'm bringing y'all an interview that I had the pleasure of sitting down and doing this past weekend with the Disability Rights and Resource Center. They've been around since 1980 here in Charlotte, and they've been doing the good work of public advocacy. They've been campaigning and championing for people with disabilities. This can go from long-term injuries. This can go from disabilities you're born with, such as vision or hearing problems, possibly being blind, or just being born with a missing a limb or some kind of disability like that. I sat down and asked them a few questions, interviewed them, what they do, some of the main people in charge, and you know, we just got a good feel for them, and I'm looking to tell you all about them today. So turn your volume up and get ready to listen. For a little context, folks, uh, I did end up interviewing the public advocacy person and head herself, Miss Marty. She was a delight to talk to, um, an absolute joy. Um, she was very knowledgeable, knew everything she was talking about, and everything you're going to hear right now, if I didn't already mention it, is going to be my interactions, entering the building, and greeting her. And she's going to give a little backstory, and then we're going to get right into the questions, just as a heads up. Hello, son. How can I help you? Uh, I'm looking for a Miss Marty. We're supposed to have an interview today. Yeah, I'll ring her up. She'll be right around. Just sit down. Alrighty. I think I can do that. Okay. Um, hello, my name is Marty Musser, and I am the Advocacy Coordinator at Disability Rights and Resources in Charlotte, North Carolina. Disability Rights and Resources is what's generically known as a Center for Independent Living, and all of our different programs here have the ultimate goal of helping people with disabilities to live as independently as they desire in the community. Um, so some of the different programs we have here, we have a travel training program where we help people learn how to use public transportation in the Charlotte area. Um, we have peer mentors on our staff who are people with disabilities who can help a client tackle pretty much anything that is a barrier to them living independently in the community. Um, what I do is the advocacy coordinator is I work on individual advocacy and also systems advocacy and uh, this agency is a consumer controlled agency. so. That means that with the individual advocacy, my goal is always to work with my clients um, as opposed to for them. And so I try to help people learn the skills they need to become their own self-advocates. Um, but I also can advocate on their behalf when that's what they have requested. Um, and I typically specialize in the realm of rights and discrimination issues. So advocacy is kind of a funny word because it can mean a lot of different things to different people. And I'm not a patient advocate. Um, you know, I'm sometimes people come to me thinking that I can do something different than what I actually do, but I just tend to stick to discrimination issues. So 
I work a lot with issues that fall under the Americans with Disabilities Act um, and also the Fair Housing Act are the two big ones. Um, there are a few other ones that come into play, but that's sort of what I do in a nutshell. Alrighty, thank you for all that. Um, so for your organization, who are the advocates themselves? Uh, who's like the different names, the positions they hold, and the importance that they have to the organization? Sure. So my title, Advocacy Coordinator, kind of implies that I'm overseeing a staff of people, um, of other advocates, and that's a bit deceptive. We're a really small nonprofit, so you know I, I don't have a bunch of advocates working under me, but I can tell you that um, most of the people on our staff here do have their own disabilities, myself included. And so we all, um, you know, model self-advocacy to a certain extent. Um, but like I said earlier, my goal is always to help the clients that I work with become their own self-advocates. And so there are, you know, a lot of different strategies that I can share with them. Um, you know, just a few of them are put everything in writing as much as possible, um, you know, get things in writing rather than just verbal conversations because it gives you something to refer back to. Um, another one is to kind of work your way up the ladder. So let's say it's a housing issue. You know, first you want to contact uh, the property manager at the location where you rent, for example. And if that doesn't go well, then sometimes you then need to, you know, work up the ladder and call the corporate office. Um, sometimes there's like a regional office in between. So strategies like that I try to share with people. So in regards to who our advocates are, um, our clients really are the ultimate advocates in the work that we do here. Okay, so our next question will be, what advocacy work is actually done? So that is a great question. Um, like I said earlier, the word advocacy, it, I love that word, but it can also be a little problematic just because it does mean different things to different people. And so, you know, sometimes as part of this job, I, I have to clarify the type of advocacy that I can in fact help people with. Um, because we're working with people with disabilities, we do get a lot of calls for people who need patient advocates. Um, and unfortunately, that's not my area of expertise. What I focus on um, are what are the civil rights that people with disabilities have that are federally protected. So um, when it comes to what type of advocacy I do, a lot of it has to do with service animals. Um, this is kind of a hot button topic that's in the news a lot lately, especially with emotional support animals, which are different from service animals, but there's a lot of misconceptions about, um, you know, what public access rights an animal has. Um, and it's definitely different depending on what type of service animal it is. So I get a lot of calls about that. I get a lot of calls about housing issues. Um, you know, if someone, for example, has acquired a disability since they moved into their apartment and now they need a ramp or now they need an accessible parking space. Um, and then employment issues are sort of the third category that I would say most of what I do falls into. Um, <clears throat> people with disabilities do have employment rights. Um, you can't discriminate against someone with a disability 
in an employment setting, even including in the interview process. So I tend to get calls mostly from people after they already are working um, because they need a reasonable accommodation. So I help people with that process quite a bit. Um, and occasionally I can get into some mediation type situations between an employee and an employer. Um, you know, I, as an employee at a nonprofit agency, I, I can't impose consequences upon an employer who's violated someone's rights um, or impose a fine or anything like that. But it's a good option for the employer um, to have the employee not go to the EEOC because they will impose fines and um, order training and settlement payments and whatnot. So anytime I can be a part of that, it, it tends to be in the interest of both parties. All right, my next question will be, so what common problem do you run into with your advocacy work? Okay, so this might not be the answer you're expecting, but the, the problem that I most commonly face is that we have a real problem in our society with the way we treat people with disabilities in the sense that, you know, we have special education and we have the special Olympics and special needs. And so... You know, when you grow up with that label, you know, you naturally think you're special. But with the work that I do, it's all about being equal and being treated equally um, and not being discriminated against. And so those are two kind of opposing concepts. You can be special or you can be equal, but it doesn't really work to be both. And so sometimes, you know, I'll have a client call me because you know, someone was a jerk to them at the lows. And, you know, I'm empathetic. However, you know, that's, you're not violating someone's rights just by doing that. And so I have to kind of wade through a lot of, um, I guess, people having somewhat an attitude of entitlement or thinking maybe they have more rights than they in fact do have. Um, and those are always very delicate conversations. You know, I, I never want to offend anyone or hurt their feelings, but the goal of the work that I'm doing is to have people with disabilities being treated the same as everybody else. And so if what you ultimately want is to be treated different than everybody else, I'm not gonna be able to help you a whole lot with that. So that's one of the biggest problems I would say that comes up with my advocacy. I'm trying to do something over here. Well, as you probably figured out, I had to leave the coffee shop. It was just too much going on. I'm now at home with my beautiful wife and lovely loud dog. We're going to be wrapping this podcast up today. You heard a few interview questions with Miss Marty answering everything we had to throw at her. We are going to have to eliminate some of the interview questions that we had due to some time constraints. I'm sure you guys will understand and won't be too upset with me. Hopefully today you walked away learning a little bit more about the Disability Rights and Resource Center. Hopefully you have deeper admiration for them and you understand what they do for the community and how vital and important it is. This has been Byron. It's been lovely talking to you. Everybody have a great night.